This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. So, you know, spiritual truth can come to us through so many different avenues. There are spiritual texts and books, and we take classes, and some of us gain wisdom by going out into nature. And I think for those of us who are open, popular entertainment can sometimes really deliver some gems as well. And I would argue that in our current, um, our current modern iteration that some film has actually become literature. How many of you are at least somewhat familiar with Star Wars and that whole storyline? How many aren't? All right, cool. That's kind of that's what I figured. I was 10 years old in 1977 when the first movie hit the, hit the um, theater, and I was totally spellbound. It wasn't just the, like, off the chain. Is that, are you getting feedback? A little bit? Yeah. Let me know if it's, if it, it I was hearing buzzing. It could just be in my head, though. Um, <laughs> It, you know, it was, it was special effects we've never, ever seen before, but it also is such a compelling cast of characters and a storyline. Over the years, I have seen all of the movies many times over, and I continue to find my own spiritual path enhanced by some of the concepts that are put forward in those stories, and some of them are pretty overt, and some of them are very subtle. I will say that most recently, um, one of the last movies, The Last Jedi, it's the only movie I have ever kind of almost immediately gone back to see a second time in the theater, and they took a notepad with me. That's how much I find in these stories. So um, I'm going to talk today about some of the wisdom gems, and then next month I'm talking during the Christmas thing. So in January, I'm going to do the metaphysics of Star Wars part two, and I'm going to bring some of the other major threads into it, like balancing light and dark, and the fact that even Guru Yoda had a blind spot. Yeah. Ooh, sacrilege, you may say, right? Yoda, blind spot. You'll see. You'll see. So just in case anyone doesn't know, basically this is set, you know, at a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. The whole galaxy is at war. And you've got the Jedis who are the good guys. They're using the light side of the force. And you've got the Sith who are the bad guys who are using the dark side of the force for power and for greed. Now, interestingly enough, this is actually a religious war because the Sith came out of the Jedi movement. They are one and the same, but fighting each other. Does that sound familiar? Have any modernity to it? Um, it's also a Shiro's or hero's journey. The characters are on a, on a mission of discovering who they are and what others are, and it's a societal Shiro's journey. The whole of humanity is trying to figure out what are we gonna be going forward? Which way are we gonna roll? Does that sound familiar? Does that have any relevance to now? It's got archetypal characters. It's got the young wisdom seeker. That's Luke and Anakin, and then later Rey, who I'll talk about her in January. The evil father figure, Darth Vader. The wise ones and the gurus. You know, it's got Yoda and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. The grounded messenger and problem solver. That would be R2-D2. 
the clown, C-3PO, right? So it's got all these archetypical characters that we have aspects of within ourselves. It pulls to us that way. I'm going to start with the most obvious Star Wars metaphysical element, which is the Force, right? The for May the Force be with you is probably one of the most adopted pop culture sayings ever. And I am known on the dog agility scene for being a dork because I very often will say as people are going in to run the, the agility course, I will say, may the course be with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind being a dork. Um, so the force is described as a, as a mysterious energy field created by life that binds the galaxy together. By harnessing the power of the force, the, force, the Jedi and the Sith and every, every being who has some sensitivity to it, they can harness that power and it brings extraordinary abilities like the ability to levitate objects or influence other people's minds or, or know something's going to happen in advance before it does. Yoda describes the force like this. My ally is the force and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you, here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. In The Last Jedi, Apprentice Rey and her teacher Luke Skywalker are, are having a, um, a training session and they have this exchange. And can you show the first clip, guys? Reach out with your feelings. What do you see? The island. Life. Death and decay that feeds new life. Warmth. Cold. Peace. Violence. And between it all. Balance and energy. A force. And inside you. Inside me. That same force. And inside you. Inside you. That same force. Now, the, something I learned recently is what set me on the pathway to developing these metaphysics of Star Wars talks. I didn't know this until recently, but George, George Lucas, the guy who created all this story, he studied a number of different faith paths and traditions and religions. He had an intention not of laying out a new religion, but of sparking some sense of spirituality in young people. That was part of his goal with these, with these movies. He, so the, the force includes elements from Eastern traditions like prana and chi. He also pulled in um, Native American concepts like Arenda from the Iroquois um, people who, who describe the, the creative life force as this 
invisible but ever-present energy that flows to a certain degree in every animate and inanimate object going, and that we can intentionally tap into. Now, I got intrigued with this because unity's first principle is that God is everywhere present in and through all things, right? Universal truth finds a way. I would suggest it has found a way through Star Wars. Now here's, yes, <laughs> and I love the people who are wearing the garb. We have shirts back here who say the force is strong in my family, you know. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> yes, this is the way. I love this crowd. This is the way. So here's another um, metaphysically noteworthy lesson from Star Wars. Everybody is one with divine source. Everybody has access to it. But it takes rigorous training. It takes discipline to become really skillful in wielding the force and aligning with it. Both the Jedi and the Sith undertake serious apprenticeships and training programs. And, and especially the Jedi who are working with the light side of the force. Even in the heat of battle, and there's a lot of battle here, even in the heat of battle, they stay calm, they stay grounded, they stay in their spiritual practice as they're moving through the messes. This is, I think, what we're being called to. They also display a really interesting um, integrated balance of masculine and feminine energies. Before they can really effectively take action, they go within, they feel. They, they pull in both sides and blend it. It's a yin-yang balance. That was part of what Lucas was looking for when he came up with this whole concept. Now, in the prequel, this whole story gets kicked off in the movie Phantom Menace. I was telling some of my friends earlier, the last couple talks I've done here have been some pretty heavy, weighty subjects, and I have to put a lot of research and whatnot. For this, I just watched Star Wars movies. It was, <laughs> it was so nice. It was so fun. Um, in, this, in the story, this nasty, nasty corporatocracy known as the Trade Federation has blockaded this peaceful planet Naboo. None of this is really important, but it lays, it lays the context. In an attempt, so the Trade Federation has blockaded this planet in an attempt to get its queen to relinquish control of the planet and this nerdy energy substance called plasma. And the, the Naboo people are really facing a lot of hardship. Uh, and the rest of the galaxy, kind of the, the galactic leaders, want the blockade stopped. Does that ring any familiar points right now? Right? So in this, at, at this point, the powerful Jedi master, Qui-Gon Jinn, accompanied by a then very young Obi-Wan Kenobi, who is, his, who is his apprentice, they travel to the planet Naboo on a diplomatic mission to try to resolve the issue. And the diplomacy falls apart in spectacular Star Wars fashion with lightsabers and blasters and phasers and lots of androids and drones. And I actually thought that my, micro, my mic kind of looks a little bit like a lightsaber, if I show that. You know, it falls apart, and they, they, these two Jedis are forced to flee. They rescue Queen um, Amidala off of Naboo, and they eventually have to kind of um, make an unplanned landing on the planet of Tatooine, which will sound familiar to those of you who know the story. Now, 
that's all yada yada, just another day in the life of a Jedi, right? All of this stuff. But here's the point that really seems to come through for the, the, those parts of the scene for me. Through all of that seeming failure, Jedi Master Kigon Jin, he, he, he rolls with it. He can sense that there's some sort of divine order, some, some reason for them going to Tatooine. And he doesn't panic. He just kind of rolls with it. This is what's before him, and this is what he's going to do. And it reminds me of Thomas Edison. And, and Dave, I'm thinking of your story, too, about your, your test. Um, Thomas Edison was known to have set, said, I have never failed. I have just created 10,000 ways that won't work. When he, was looking, when he was looking for a light bulb, right? That's kind of a Jedi approach, too. Let's, like, let's relook at this. On Tatooine, Quigon encounters a young slave boy who has a big spark of energy and a big spark of the Force. And Quigon Jin can, can sense that. He knows that he was supposed to meet this person. And he winds up um, bringing the boy with him back to the Jedi Council. That boy turns out to be Anakin Skywalker, who much later becomes both Luke Skywalker's dad and Darth Vader, right? The lesson in that is that sometimes we have to take the road less traveled. Sometimes we have to do maybe what doesn't seem obvious, but we feel called to do in order to make our biggest contributions. Okay, so the key that I wanted to, to leave you with in this part one, metaphysics of Star Wars, the force is in and through everything, including you. You can call it God, you can call it source, you can call it Gus like Soulshine people do, God, universe, spirit. It's in and through everything. Spiritual practices are required to tap its full potential to become as skillful as we can be. Intellect and intuition serve us best. Masculine and feminine serve us best when they are in balance. And faith and our mindsets are incredibly powerful tools. So this last one is what I'm going to close with here. To make that last point um, and, to, and, to, and to sort of embody that I have never failed attitude, A Course in Miracles teaches that there's no level of difficulty in miracles. There, the Course describes a miracle as a correction in error thinking. And correction er, correcting error thinking to bring physical healing correcting error thinking to fix our financial affairs, correcting error thinking to bring healing to the world, are the same, on the same plane. Many, many years after the events on Tatooine, young Luke Skywalker is engaged in his Jedi training. These are the movies that most everyone are familiar with, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And his beloved master, Obi-Wan Kenobi, is killed. And after his death, Kenobi's spirit comes back and advises Luke to go to the island of Dagobah and look for a master there named Yoda. Luke, accompanied by his co-pilot and truly one of my favorite characters, the cheeky droid R2-D2, they take off, and at, but as they're approaching Dagobah, they go into huge turbul turbulence and they crash land into this swamp lake. Now, this whole planet is basically very dark, closed canopy swamp planet, and uh, Luke and R2 get out, but the whole starship goes completely underwater and disappears. 
Sometime in a stretch of very good movie later, Luke meets Yoda, who is definitely not in the appearance of a master warrior that he was expecting, right? The lesson there is, let's get beyond appearances. There can be so much power beyond what we think we're seeing, right? So anyhow, Yoda's training Luke through this whole rigorous regime on this swamp planet and learning to meditate and work with the Force and all of that. And then Luke gets news that his friends are in big trouble in the war. And he's like, I got to go, I got to go. Yoda doesn't want him to go because he knows his training is half-baked. But Yoda's, or, uh, Luke is like, I have to go. In order to do that, he has to bring that ship up out of the lake, right? I would like us to play that second clip, please. Hear you nothing that I say. Master, moving stones around is one thing. This is totally different. No, no different. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. All right, I'll give it a try. No, try not. Do or do not. There is no try. matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Hmm? Hmm. And where you should not. For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings, though we not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. You want the impossible.
is why you fail. No different, only different in our minds, right? You must unlearn what you think you know. That is probably the biggest spiritual practice that we embark on. Certainly, it is what A Course in Miracles is about, unlearning what we think we know. And then he says, try not, do or do not, no try. And then how many times have you had something great happen and you're like, I don't believe it. We're trained to say that. I am really trying to untrain that out of my vocabulary because that's what Luke says. And of course, Yoda says, and that's why you fail, right? I just love that. The deeper point here that I really like, clearly Luke lacked faith. He lacked faith in the force. He lacked faith in himself. He lacked faith in his ability to do something great right there. Relate? Can you relate? I can relate to that. But the point of this, and truthfully, the point of a lot of new thought teaching is that faith matters. We can. We have that spark of divinity within. We can do great things if we would only really believe it. That is what that so powerfully presents to me. You being here today, if you're listening online, if you find yourself dialing into this at some other point, you are clearly already an apprentice to master level teaching, right? Oh, I also, I also love the scene in that where Luke's starting to get it, starting to get it, and then he fails, and Yoda just goes, I wonder how many master teachers over time have just been like, Guys just, guys just can't get it, you know? But you are here. We, we are all here on our own Shiro or hero's journey right now. You are apprentices to universal spirit and greatness. You have the stuff of earth-based Jedis. Luminous beings are you. May the force be with you, and may you be with the force. <laughs>